You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Let's go to Matthew 13. So we run through and read uh, the passage we took on Sunday. Matthew 13 from verse 10. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of those people have grown dull, Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. 16 says, But blessed are our eyes, for they see, and our ears, for they hear. That is our testimony and the experience in the name of Jesus. We will see what God is showing us, and we will hear what God is saying to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, our study, we began to look at the mysteries of the kingdom. And we said that dad said, this is what we should be teaching. You know, the pastors and ministers, servants of the gospel, should be teaching the mysteries of the kingdom. And it's so true because we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are citizens of heaven, but we are sojourners here on earth. Now, if we are not acquainted as to our home kingdom... We can get carried away. A very basic illustration for that, I've given it here, and I never forget it. When I was in the bank, we had Indian customers. And um, these Indians, you would access their account. You'll see then, you know, billions are not easy to mention then. So millions maybe today, billions of naira. But when you see them, the man might have all together for the two years I know him, two pairs of trousers. And then maybe he changes three shirts with sandals. You know, and then they'll be driving maybe Skoda or one, you know, one mean car. You know why? These Indians knew that this country, they were here to just make money. As they are making money, they are sending it back to India. As they are making money, they are sending. So when you see them here and assess them based on what you see, they might actually come across as paupers. But when they go to their India, which is their place, they now do the luxury and the investment. That's what it is. While we're here, this world is not our home, can never become an old saying. Praise the Lord. It can never become an old saying. For the Christian, if you're born again, you are born from above to have your focus above, to set your eyes on the things above. When the Christian is born from above and his eyes are set on the ground, he'll be frustrated. Hear this and hear this word. Any Christian rightly focused on the things of heaven, on the things of eternity, can never be frustrated on earth. 
Praise the Lord. So that's where we began to look at. And one of the first things we noted about this kingdom is that because of the nature of the God we serve, there are some things that happen on this earthly kingdom that don't happen in our kingdom. Like our brother reminded us, on this earthly kingdom, you can work hard and then not be rewarded. You can do your best and then somebody will just snatch it. You can, you know, win an election. Somebody will rig it. You can, you know, be the best candidate in the um, employment test. And then they just use quota system or something, you know, whatever system and give to another person. And then there is nothing you can do. Praise God. But in the kingdom that we belong to, the kingdom of our God and his Christ. In that kingdom, no man can cheat any man. Why? Because God superintends over that kingdom. Praise the Lord. We saw the scripture, 1 John 1, 5. It says, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. At all. Praise God. You see, with this understanding alone, you can make sweet progress in the kingdom. Knowing that the God that you're serving, that's why, you know, one of the pieces says, even you um, slaves, it says, serve your masters as what? As unto the Lord, knowing that whatever good you do. So you have a master, an employer that is mean to you, but you're serving him. It says, serve him like you're serving Jesus. Why? The man may be mean to you, but Jesus is gathering your labor. Praise the Lord. You see, these are some things that will make a transformation in our nation and in our time. If Christians all over Nigeria understood the basics of our kingdom, we wouldn't be saying what we're saying. In the first place is that our Muslim you know, brothers would have converted. But you see, we are not shining. Our light is not shining. We're not manifesting. I read something somebody wrote, and he said that you should be the Christ that anybody who contacts you experiences. So you're working for somebody or somebody's working for you. You should be the Christ or you have uh, colleagues in the office. You should be such a testimony of Christ that by you, they already know Jesus. Praise the Lord. But you see, to be able to do that can be easy if we are pursuing the same things that are pursuing. That's where the challenge is. If all I want it's also what they want. There's going to be a conflict of interest. Praise the Lord. Okay, so God is light in him. There is no darkness. We say he's the father of lights. Uh, James 1.17. With whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And we also saw Acts 10.34, where uh, Peter testifies. says, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Okay, so this is what we understand in the kingdom. So even as human beings now, maybe as a pastor now, I may not by limited understanding or by just human weakness or for some other reason, not be able to honor and distribute, you know, whatever it is that is in my place appropriately and, you know, justly. But with God, you can be sure that you can never be cheated. Praise the Lord. So if your eyes are seeing God, you will keep doing what you should do. And that's what helped Joseph. In Potiphar's house, he must have had this understanding that whatever I do in this place, I'm not even serving Potiphar. When he got in prison, what post could he be looking for to attain in prison? Chief warden. They can't give him chief warden. He's a prisoner. But why would he go to prison and serve so well? He had understanding of what we are looking at. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, I receive grace. I receive grace. Amen. 
So in the physical world, there are imbalances, there are inequalities, there are injustice. You know, all of that exists. Okay? And because of that, we can carry that over into the kingdom that we belong to. You can begin to think that in this kingdom of our God and his Christ, that, you know, you can get away with some things. Okay? You can play tricks. You can, you know, maneuver things. No, it doesn't work here. It doesn't work in the spiritual kingdom. Not at all. Nobody can cheat you and you cannot cheat anybody. And, you know, concerning the things that we call blessings, you also cannot be cheated. Praise the Lord. You see, you must, as a Christian, accept that the just lives by faith. Okay? Praise the Lord. The just lives by how? By faith. Now, if the just lives by faith, what is faith? Faith is the evidence of things not seen and substance of things hopeful. It means that I am prosperous and blessed by God. I don't need to have the money in my hand. I am loved by God. I don't need to have great-grandchildren surrounding me. The word of God to me is enough that that is true. When I seek evidence, I've stepped out of faith. And you know that's where many of us are. Evidence of his blessing. What have I done? I've stepped out of faith. Praise the Lord. It's important we understand these things. We are talking about the mysteries or the uniqueness of this kingdom that we belong to. Okay? So we establish that no man can receive more. No man can, you know, give and be cheated. No. This kingdom is fair. The one who, you know, who pretends over it is the just judge. He says to us in Galatians 6, 7, Whatever a man sows, what will he do what? That also he shall reap. If that is true, brothers and sisters, then if I believe that, then I will give attention to my sowing. Praise the Lord. But, you see, the very proof that we don't believe that is that we give more attention to our reaping. Praise the Lord. We give more attention to our reaping. No. You give attention to your sowing, knowing that if you sow, you cannot be prevented from reaping. It's as simple as that. Okay, we looked at Proverbs 14, 23. We told us that in all labor, there is what? There is profit. So if I come into an environment, you can decide to be like those people when they're pushing a car. You know, the car breaks down and you know, a group of friends are pushing the car. Some people just place their hand on the car. <laughs> they just place their hand on Then some other people are pushing. You know, it's all right. And the day his own car will break down, the seven people that are joining will place their hand. <laughs> you know, in all labor there is profit. Okay? And we also looked at 1 Timothy 5, 24 and 25. That one was very, you know, important and good for me. Because most times we look at it, we look at the sins of some men. But also 25 says the good works of some. And this message must be preached to Christians, genuine Christians all over in our generation. Because faithful Christians have issues with this. Every environment you come to, there are people who are almost being discouraged, frustrated, because they're wondering, God, remember me. God, remember me. God, see what you're doing for this. See what you're doing. And then the leadership doesn't help because they're celebrating this. They're celebrating this person. And it's as though you, you know, before you know it, they say it's generational cause. Before you know it, they say there's an uh, Odala tree in your village. Before you know it, they say your father buried. You know, there just has to be something to excuse it because they're saying that if you do this, this must happen. And that's the challenge with, you know, the way we've operated. We mix kingdoms. In this kingdom... Giving is always rewarded, right? By God. 
But he doesn't say how, he doesn't say when. Praise the Lord. No, he doesn't say how, he doesn't say when. You just know that he'll reward you. So, wisdom is to keep sowing. That's why it says, cast your bread upon the waters. How many? After two days, it will come back, is it? After many days. Then he says, sow your seed in the morning, in the afternoon, sow your seed in the night. Don't withhold it because you don't know which one. So, wisdom is you keep sowing. So, the Bible says, do not grow weary in well. For in due season, that due season, do you know when? For some of us, our due season is our generations unborn. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so we established all of that. And we also said that um, Christ, you know, his church and the things of the kingdom are not welfare. You know, I mean, that is so important. It's a mindset we've had, you know, let me serve God. I just want to serve, you know, I just know. You're not helping God. This government has come in now. The people who are struggling and, you know, lobbying to be made minister, they say, God, let's just go and help them. Take one billion, make me minister. Let me just go and help them. Is that what they're saying? The people that struggle for legislative assembly, where they say, just make me senior president. Let me just go and help them. I just want to help these people and be senior leader. Is that what they said? They were going for something they saw benefit in. Now, why do we think that is the kingdom of God? When they call some people pastor, they say, no, I'm not pastor, I'm not pastor. But if they call you MD, you claim it. Your eyes are closed. Do you understand? If they call you chairman, you claim it. But if they say, ah, Jesus, they say, no, no, please, I'm not Eshi, I'm not Eshi. Because your mentality is that this kingdom, serving it is welfare. You know, I've just decided to serve the Lord, you know, I go to help them, I go to do it. Who are you helping? Who are you helping? If you have time, just go and Google how your heart operates and check the work your heart does. And then ask yourself, which battery charges it? Since you were born, your heart has never ceased to pump. Your heart pumps blood. They say the distance that it covers is like from here to planet, you know, uh, whatever, and back. How many times every second? And God is maintaining that heart. And then you say, let me just help him. <laughs> then you bring money. Say, I- I'm giving to God. That's even true. Do you know that this is our project that we're doing now? The person that has given almost half of what we, yes, I think that's about half. One person has given $25,000. If I pointed the person to you, you would say I'm lying. That's the way it should be in the kingdom. It's not that you bring people out and then people are giving to themselves. Say those who are going to give us $100,000, come to the altar. Then people for their pride will just carry leg like this. That's for this kingdom. In the kingdom that we belong to, Those who are doing it are doing it as stewards. They are doing it as worship. They are doing it as God has given me this privilege. Lord, I worship you with this. And they don't want to be recognized. That's the way it's done. It's understanding. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we don't do anything for God. We do it for ourselves. Praise God. You know, so this evening... I want to take us through a few scriptures and we'll see some things and then, you know, we'll pray. So we said we serve God just like, um, you know, what, what I'm saying now. We serve God for several reasons. I serve God because, oh, just like the illustration, he keeps me alive, so I serve him. Yes, devoted to him for that. In fact, the way the Spirit of God was trying to explain that to me was that from any angle you look at it, you will serve God. You will be devoted to him. If it's from gratitude, that's more than enough. 
Do you understand? If it's for sustenance, that's more than enough. Do you understand? If it's for safety, that's more than enough. You know, these days, um, armored vehicles are, are in vogue, okay? But I told you here about some man that was many years ago, I'm talking of late 90s, that was so afraid of being assassinated. He had a bulletproof vehicle there. Do you know they still kill the man? He has security. When he steps out of his car, he will have about eight people, you know, surround him. Do you know how they killed him? He was going to one of his sites. They went on top. So once he stepped out, the security were still surrounding him. His armored vehicle was still there. They shot him and killed him. So for protection alone, all right, for health alone, for deliverances alone, okay, for so many reasons. That's why the songwriter sang and said, there are many, many reasons why I love you like I do. Okay, so from any angle you look at it, you think of deserving, you think. But what we are looking at in this season is that in this kingdom, ultimately, you know, the strongest factor because of who we are, because we are human beings, is the reward. And you know that that reward is the one that the devil has fought the most. People don't think it. Most people don't believe, you know, they don't imagine the benefit of serving God. That's why you have to be cajoled. Because, you see, when you think reward, you understand why, you know, I was um, reading the news. I, I can't remember where again. You know, every year, almost every year, people are trapped in mines where they're mining iron ore, they're mining tin, they're mining one thing. You know, it collapses coal. Okay? The very next day, they resume work. Did you hear me? Some of these mines are hundreds of meters deep in the earth. Okay? Deep in the earth. People go deep. They leave their families. Is it for love of the mining environment? Why do they go? There is reward. The greatest factor is the reward. And thank God the Bible didn't say we should forget it. It said looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Who for what? The joy that was set before him. That's the joy we're missing. That's why we're struggling. Because when you catch a revelation of the reward, if they're pulling you back, you'll push them away. We're still thinking favor. We're still thinking, I love the Lord. Let me just serve him. I I love pastor. Let me help him. I love uh, the brethren. Let me do this. I love... uh, No, no. When you see reward, Abuja Kaduna Expressway, say they're kidnapping people. Go to the park. Those who are... It's their business. That's where they're in sustenance. The kidnapping hasn't stopped them going. Because they make money from it. Praise the Lord. When you catch a revelation of the benefit of serving the Lord, they will have to push you away. And you won't agree. And the enemy is fighting it. What he does is that he switches it and gives a false reward. Now, any reward that they can cheat to give or get is not the reward. So if you think that I'm serving the Lord, they will promote me in the office. That sister, you solve all the problems. The sister will just wear dress and go like this, go like this. The boss will see her, they will talk, she'll get promoted. Even you, they'll sack you if you complain too much. That's not the reward. But there's an eternal reward. So we look at scriptures. Praise the Lord. Let me start from the simplest one. First Timothy 4, 8. It says, for bodily exercise, profits. But godliness, what? Is profitable for all things. Having the promise of the life that now is and what? Of that which is to come. Hallelujah. 
The dieting human beings are doing, especially the more comfortable people become, the more they're conscious about their diet, right? They say, don't eat salt, don't eat water, don't eat this, don't laugh, don't smile. When you eat, stand up to eat, sit down to eat, lie down to eat. All of that is so that you can live extra 10 years. Abby, they say it's profitable only for this life. It say, but godliness in this life and the life to come. I get in it now. There's profit. You know what godliness is? Let me tell you. When as a single sister or a single brother, the Bible says fornication is sin. If you commit fornication, it's against you. It will affect you one way or the other. If you don't, you will benefit from it. Let me tell you. When you see a young Christian keeping himself or herself, there's a glow about them. There's a glow. When you see those that are fooling around, they're like shoe that they haven't polished for seven years. Godliness is profitable. When you see somebody doing what he should do, when you see somebody whose eyes is always on pornography, you, when you look at him, you see stain because demons are dirty. Do you understand? There's a beauty of holiness. Praise the Lord. Holiness is beautiful. Do you understand? Righteousness is like sweet perfume. It's like Tom Ford. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Godliness is profitable. When you see a man, a Christian, you know, just honoring the Lord, he might not, his uh, uh, kaftan might not be, star- they don't starch kaftan these days. He might not be hanging like this, but in the spirit, he stands solid. Praise the Lord. When you see somebody making money righteously, genuinely, there's a, a sweetness around him. Godliness is profitable for the life that now is. Do you know what it means for somebody to knock on your door? You say, Come in. <laughs> Do you understand? They know you say, Come in. Hallelujah. Okay? So, for that alone, you know, you teach people, you tell people about the word of God, they're looking at it as if you want to deprive them of something. I beg, when you live holy, is money credited to my account? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Acts 3.21. Okay, talking about our Lord Jesus, there's a point they made there that is important. It says, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things. Can you give me King James, please? King James says, restitution of all things. Thank you. It says, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God had spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. There's a time of restitution. Now, the cheat, the crooked... All kinds of people might appear to be, you know, snatching and holding. But there is a time of restitution of not some things. The key word there is what? All things. So, husband, restituted. Wife, restituted. Children, every joy will be restituted. You cannot serve God and suffer loss. You cannot get into eternity. And you say, hi, I miss being married. God forbid. How can it be? Until the time of what? Restitution of all. Every joy that there is. Every sweetness. Everything that is good. No child of God can lack it. Ultimately. It's impossible. Because this scripture says, there is a time. Restitution talks about balancing. This is what we believe that gives us strength. This is what we understand and separates us. Do you understand? These are things recorded for us. There is a time of restitution. So they say, ah, if they slap you on this side, turn the other cheek and they slap you. And you're wondering, God, but when will he get his slap? He say, calm down. He say, vengeance is mine, I will what? He didn't say, I won't pay you. He just said, leave it, let me handle it. A time is going to come. 
Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Okay? We did Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Let's just look at it quickly before we go to the crown. Okay? So this is Paul telling us now. He says, he's talking to us. He's saying, the Father's church, TFC brothers and sisters, I do not come myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I reach forward to those things which are what? Ahead. Why do I do that? He said, I press toward the goal. Why? He said, for the prize of the upward call of God. The key word there is prize. When you see that prize, think prize money. I told us about the tennis that are playing now. The prize money for the winner is one point something million pounds. That's money. I wish I could play. <laughs> for making the first match alone, 55,000 pounds. Whether you lose, just that you made the first match. What are we doing here? <laughs> for the prize money, there is a prize money. That's what the enemy doesn't want us to think. He makes you think you'll, you will not lose. There is a prize money. The best investment is in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. 2 Timothy 4.8. Let's read. He says, finally there is laid up for me the crown of what? Righteousness. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, you see it again, will give to me on that day. You see the scriptures. He said, and not to me what? Only, not to me only. But to you. But to you. But to you. But to you. But to us in the name of Jesus. And not to me only, but also to all who have what? Loved his appearing. There is a crown. If I'm doing something for a crown, who will be begging me? The crown is there. The crown is there. So you can want to be, you know, wishy-wishy Christian. That's your own. But there is a crown for those who take it the way it should be taken. He says, finally, there is laid up for me the crown. So when you see these things, you see that nothing should touch your testimony. Nothing. Nothing should blemish it. We are pressing on for something. Praise the Lord. Malachi 3. We'll read from... um, 16 to 18. Okay, no, let's take from 13 so we get a perspective. 13 says, Malachi 3, 13 says, Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what, what have we spoken against you? You have said it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have worked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the proud blessed. For those who do wickedness are what? Raised up. They even tempt God and... Is that like what many are saying now? Look at 16. Let's read from 16 together, everybody. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. And the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him. For those who do what? Fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. Now look at what it says. From 17 it says, They shall be mine says the Lord of hosts. On the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked. Between one who serves God and one who does not what? That's what we're talking about. You see, when you get this understanding, brothers and sisters, you'll be looking sideways. When you get into this kingdom race, you won't be looking sideways. What's your business? How many people are coming? You come for prayer meeting. How many people came? You're serving in the department. How many people came? You're in your office bearing witness. How many people came? 
Even in your family, you're doing what God said you should do. How many people are, are supporting you? What does it matter? There is a list you want to make. They said angels are taking note. There's a book of remembrance. They're taking note your conversation. They're taking note the stand you have in that office. They're taking note the stand you have in that family. They're taking note your response to the traditions of men and the traditions in your family and the traditions in your workplace. They're taking note your response to what is happening in Nigeria today. It says God does make a difference, but you can't see it now. It's when finally comes. It says on that day, verse 17, on that day, that's the challenge. On that day, when I make them my jewels. That's what we are pressing on. That's where we are going. And his grace will see us through in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Okay, another scripture. Matthew 13, verse 44, please. This one is um, it's not what we can even teach. It's something that I want you to please note it. And hang it in your spirit. And keep checking yourself with it. Because, you see, the thing about this scripture is that um, it's a litmus test. Praise the Lord. Let's read it to everybody. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Now, why I say this is a litmus test for us, for me, for you, for everyone is that Jesus' teaching says the kingdom of heaven is like. It means if what I have is not like this, then I don't have the kingdom. Are you hearing me? (laughs) Praise God. This is a serious matter. If you don't see it, I pray you see it from tonight. This is a serious... He said the kingdom of heaven is like treasure, hidden if you which a man found. So if the kingdom has not become to me like treasure... Then what I found is not the kingdom. Aye. Brothers and sisters, if I hold this phone, okay, and they say there's a, this uh, mineral that they say is in Boronuna, Californium, okay, and they say this is Californium, and I have it, and it's worth, you know, millions and millions of dollars, okay, will I throw it up and keep, and they'll be saying, please, pastor, please hold it well, keep it well. If I do that, you know that it's not it, right? Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like. You know, Matthew 13 read, says, he taught them in parables. So that hearing, they will hear and not understand. That is not our portion. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure. Now, if I have treasure, I will not quickly drop it for something else. So if everything makes me backslide, I haven't found treasure. Nobody backslides from treasure. Buhari made a 90-something... How old was that ambassador to U.S.? Almost 90 years old man. Ambassador. The man got up and started going. <laughs> Imagine us going to call an 80-something-year-old man. Say, please, come and be Sunday school teacher. He said, I'm too old. You know why? He can't see treasure here. When they said ambassador, his brain scanned. Are you getting it now? His excellency. The man's youthfulness came back to his... He died in the post. He was retired in Imo State. He got up. When they said they appointed him, I thought the man won't go. But he saw treasure. <laughs> he kicked his leg with walking stick. He went to become ambassador because he saw treasure. If the kingdom is not to you, to you, to you, to me, like treasure, I've not found it. This is a parable. 
The parables are pictures. As a scientific test, we'll say this is acid, this is uh, alkaline. This is what this is. If my push, my pursuit for the kingdom is not like this man's own, I have not found it. I was talking about the church 25 years ago. Pastor Lord, when we gave our lives to Christ, when Michelle and I rededicated our, our lives to Christ, after service, we'll go home from um, Orilegomu to Antony Village. Then eat and come back for new believers class. Who will do it now? Now you even give them food to stay. And they'll, you'll give them transport money. They have not found it. <laughs> they have not found it. Many haven't found it. What we are distributing now is we are satisfying ourselves. We want to say uh, we, we have seven people that gave their lives to Christ. And then we are happy. The people are, don't care. They are just gauging what can they get from you. They are searching. Waiting will go collect it. Waiting will go beg for The kingdom of heaven is like treasure which a man found. Which means when you're born again, there's nothing to add, nothing better. So I'm not using my anointing to get something. Everything has been found. Praise the Lord. So I don't understand. I'm just serving God, nothing. Ah, is it God you're serving? How can you be serving God and say there is nothing? How can you have the gold and say no? What will you add to gold? How can you have found the diamond and say, for these last 10 years that I've, I've had this diamond, nothing has been added to me? Are you getting it now? Because we're thinking that what we have is not worthwhile. So something has to be added for it to be worthwhile. So God has to bless me with a car for my salvation to be worthwhile. God has to bless me with a wife so that my salvation be worthwhile. I have to get the job so that my... But they said the first thing is the treasure. You find it, you sell all so that you can keep hold of it. Lord, help us. Amen? Lord, help us. That's just all we can say. Lord, help us. You know, so we look at these things, brothers and sisters. And there are some things that are just so clear. I said on Sunday, and maybe for safety I'll say the same thing. But I don't know how safe it is. I said on Sunday that salvation is actually free. I don't know how safe, because given this now, I don't know. Praise the Lord. That's, salvation is always free. It's the gift of God, Okay. It's by grace we are saved, not of works, lest any man should boast. Okay? Now, after we are saved, the Bible says we, we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God prepared beforehand that what? We should walk in it. So, if God saved me unto good works, which he prepared beforehand that I should walk in it, if I come and look at the good works and decide I'll do bad works, will I still keep my salvation? Please answer me. I don't know the answer. Because in the book of Revelation that Jesus was talking to this, uh, how many, six churches, eh? when he was talking to the churches, they were all in the church, but he was telling them, I'll spew you out. Isn't that what he said? Brothers and sisters, every word of God, we must take it seriously. The beautiful thing, don't, don't be too harassed, is that when you take it seriously, you pray, God will help. The issue is when we don't take what he's saying seriously. Faith is simply taking God seriously. Anything you're hearing now, don't be too harassed. Just take note of it. When you kneel there and say, God, this kingdom doesn't feel like treasure. Some of us are in church today because they'll say, H-O-D, you didn't come. Pastor, you didn't come. Go and ask the Lord, Lord, deliver me from this. <laughs> it's a serious matter. Because it's not treasure to me. Praise the Lord. You know, wake up early and come to church. It's a body. But if you're flying British Airways, by four, you're at the airport. They say the counter hasn't opened. He said, I will wait. 
I'll wait. Don't worry. I'm not in a hurry. But when it has to do with the kingdom, it's just a heavy weight. These are prayer issues. You know why? Because our enemy knows the scripture. So he's laughing at some of us. Let's look at this passage of the Bible. That's why I had to, you know, bring that out. Because I don't know if truly we can just have salvation and go free. But this passage, you know, puts the first Corinthians 3, please. And we'll read from verse 10. Verse 10 says, According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. 12. Let's read 12 to 15 together, everybody. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which has built on it endures, he will receive a... If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yes, so as through fire. No other foundation can anyone lay down that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So we can add. Mm-mm. However, after we have been born again and saved, this foundation is left for us. And everybody can choose to build with gold. You can choose to build with silver. You can choose to build with precious stones. You can choose to build with wood, with hay, with straw. What it means is that everybody is building. You know, there are passages in the scriptures that I'm worried about. Worried in the sense that I need the Holy Spirit to give me full understanding of it. One of them, I've said it several times here, is where it says, a foolish man is like one who hears my word and builds a house. He's like the one who hears my words and does them. He's like one who builds his house on the rock. Okay? Then he says, the one who hears my word and does not do it is like one who builds his house on the sand. I say, how can I not do something and be building a house? You people don't understand what I'm saying. If they said the wise man heard my word, doing it was building on the road. The foolish man heard it, didn't do anything, didn't build. But the foolish man, actually, there was something he could see. That means he would look, say, no mind there. I'm, I'm getting the best of two worlds. Somebody shout hallelujah, hallelujah. His hallelujah will be louder. There's one guy we had here. Is this hallelujah I remember? The guy here, when he was here, we bought him a car. In fact, I should mention his name for those who have forgotten. We bought him a car, thinking that he was such a gingin brother. Pastor Living, do you, you know the guy? Call your show. Gigi, you all remember him. We bought him a car. Just, this guy is a blessing, wonderful. It's after we're hearing the stories. The guy was a fraud. Do you understand? We didn't even know he was working, Gigi. Ah, we got Pastor Lord to give, to give him a job. We didn't know. Anyway, that's not the issue. What I'm saying is this. You hear my word, you do it, your beauty. You hear my word, you don't do your beauty. Which means the devil will make you you'll be relaxed. If my neighbor who is obeying God is building a house, and I look in my own plot, there is no house there, I will go and start obeying. But the challenge is that when I look in my own side, there is a house going up also. So why would I go and build? Until the wind will come. I say spiritual things there. Eh? Say, Lord, help me. You understand? Until the wind will come. That's the issue. 
All of us, now so we go, they go. We are going to church. Hallelujah. We are pastors. Hallelujah. We are bishops. Hallelujah. We are Christians. We, are going to, we have another fellowship in heaven. Hallelujah. They are looking at you. Joker. God have mercy. So this scripture is like that also. It says you build with silver. You build with precious stone. You build with gold. You can build with hay. And every building will be standing until that day. That day you can't rebuild again. You can't say, wait. Wait, let me go and rebuild. It's final. I thank God for this so because at least, you know, it sounds sweeter. It says, if anyone's work, verse 15, is burned, it says he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. Yet so as through fire. But my comment there is simply too close for comfort. I don't want to be saved through fire. I don't know if you want to be saved through fire. There is a glorious welcome. I want to go in when the, the uh, heavenly witnesses are saying, welcome, welcome. I don't want to be saved through fire. Is that what you want? So you can't have this salvation. You can't have this privilege and just be like that. No. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So, so these are the things we begin to look at in the kingdom. Okay? And we see that ah, there's reward though. If anyone's work, 14, which he has built on it and yours, he will receive a reward. Reward, reward, reward. In fact, if I were the pastor that declares, I'll say, I declare this is a season of reward. Entering reward. Because it's a word the devil has cheated us on. We think there is nothing there. No, I beg you. I know the prayer. I know the prayer. Things of God. But anything physical, anything political, anything, you know, you will be so diligent in it. But when it comes to spiritual, because you can't see the impact immediately, and because you look around, those who you know that are so-called SUs, they have nothing to show. You think there is no benefit. He said it's on that day. Let me hear you say on that day. On that day. Maybe I'll change my passwords to on that day. So I never forget. On that day. On that day. Let's close. Hebrews 11. I'll show you scripture. This is somebody we know well, well, so we can identify with him. We'll see the same thing being told us there. Hebrews chapter 11 from 23 told us about a man, Moses. And I read, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents. Because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Semicolon. That's where I had stopped. In fact, this message is not for you. Praise God. I think it's for me that I'm preaching this message. I really think it's for me. Because, you see, I thought it that I just served the Lord out of gratitude. Ah, he saved me from hell. Ah, where he brought me out from. Ah, had it not been for the Lord, what would my marriage be like? What would my life be like? You know, that's how I was going. I'm telling you the truth. But now, I'm seeing that this thing is business. So, <laughs> They said, Moses did what? Esteeming the reproach of Christ. Greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Semicolon. That's not the end. He says what? He said, for he looked 
to the reward. He wasn't doing God a favor. He wasn't doing the children of Israel a favor. He was doing Moses a favor. If he had stayed with the rich treasures of Egypt, he would have been rotting in the ground now. But he was so alive that Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration had Moses speaking with him. Thousands of years after, he looked to the reward. Pharaoh was dead. If Moses got Pharaohship in Egypt, he would have still been dead. The best they would do is that they'll be discovering him now. Archaeologists will be finding out his remains. <laughs> he said, for he looked no favor, sir. You're not doing anybody any favor. Pastor Ikena is not doing anybody any favor. If I bring money, I'm not doing nobody any favor. If I pray for you, I'm not doing... If I give nothing, nobody's doing anybody any favor. He looked to the... Let's rise on our feet. We prayed on, 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 uh, on Sunday. It says that the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. It said that the Lord may give to me the spirit of wisdom and understanding in the revelation of him. This is not about them. This is not about we. It is personal. It is personal. Lord, give to me. Give to your church. Give to my brothers. Give to my sisters. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of our understanding become enlightened. That place it says that we may know what is the hope of his calling. When you see what they reserve for you, the apostle Paul says, I'm looking forward to that day when I'm going to receive the crown. So they beat him. He doesn't count as anything. They say to him, Whoever has this ghetto, this how they're going to beat him in Jerusalem. I beg, I beg, I beg, stop your prayers. Uh, uh, let me ask you, Josh, do you watch UFC? Who watches UFC here? When you watch UFC, they beat those people black and blue but they still go, keep going back they beat you for 15 minutes they pay you 15 million dollars do they beg them not to go they beg them to go they don't care so they say to Paul whoever has this ghetto the Holy Spirit has revealed this is how they will beat him in Jerusalem Paul says don't stop me <laughs> You know, we thought that was Paul being spiritual. But he's saying to us, there's a crown I'm going to get. The physical world bears evidence to us. The UFC fighters, the boxers, every day, they're beating them, but they're going back. They're going back. Why? Because they see the reward. Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www dot the father's church online dot org. God bless you.